sorry, I had, that's why I was just, I, I put it in the machine last night before I left and okay, called it, everything was cut off, something happened there. Uh, automatic, we have to do something ourselves, and oh my God. Well, I didn't have to copy it for myself, <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay, let's let, thank you, Reza, Shkar. It says on Al-Hubay's, right? Yep. Should, Al-Hubay's you should have that. There you go. seen this Shia uh, it says a Pesach and we just finished Pesach don't worry about that don't worry about that the Shia from Ramotel Zilber which he himself this built Muga, which he didn't go over but it was a Shia that he gave recently right before Yantif and and I felt that it's a very very good simple and clear gate for us to enter into into Limanach Hasidus into learning Hasidus after having spent some time in, in quite a bit of time in the Indian of Hashem Echad and the Yisod of Hasidus that we've been doing over the past year or so to to begin with defining what is the meaning of the word chassid? What is a chassid? And how did it? How did that come to be? That chassidus is called chassidus, and the chassidim are called chassidim. And we're not talking about what we see now as the chassidim. We identify in a certain way by clothing and and different minhagim and communities. But how did that come to be? The Baal Shem did not come to the world and say, "I want to start this new group, and I'm calling them chassidim." Mm-hmm. The name Hasidim we really got through the Misnagdim, which is interesting. How that came to be, that it's called Hasidus, and what does it mean? What is the Midas of Hasidus? And in this mimer, as always, a muttle penetrates to to the Omek, to the depths. And it's so sweet and so beautiful, and, it, and it's not hard, and I thought it would be a good idea for us to, to do together. It begins, of course, with the Indian of the Yom Taivim, but from there he goes into really defining what a chassid is, or what a chassid is meant to be. Now these these shiurim, many of these shiurim were, were based upon um, explanations of Misil Zasharim. Even though this is not officially, doesn't seem to be one of those shiurim, nevertheless, it's very closely related to the basic definition of chassidus that we find in Misil Zasharim. Which is based upon Chazal said that a Chassid is a, is a person who does something which is lifting Mishir Sadin. To give Nachas Ruach to Hashem. To give Nachas Ruach to Hashem. To go above and beyond what's required. And to live a life of giving Nachas Ruach Liyotzerah. To give Nachas Ruach to the one who created him. And there in, in Mr. Shasharim, the Yisod of Chassidus. Parakut Ches is exactly that. Now, how that is translated into the Torah of Hashem and what the Hashem of Hakadosh came to bring to the world—that's what Ramadal talks about. So let's learn this moment together. Hinei Chag Pesach who Rosh Kol Adam Pesach. Is the Rosh is the beginning of all Yom Tov? That's that's how we began. I heard this is Elochem, and then Pesach, and from there the other Yom Tov. Well, Pesach El Seder Hamadam, and it's the opening, the gateway that leads into the other Yom Tov. The novel of ours, Klolius Inyan has Manam Gudoshim. But our model says, let's talk about the Chlal, the Inyan 
of holy times of Zmanim Hamukodashim Shabbos Yantiv Umashmos Miuchedes Yeshlinze Elaholchim Badarcha Hasidis. There's a special meaning that Kedusha's Hasmanim has for those who are Holchim Badarcha Hasidis, who are seeking to to go in this path of Hasidis. Behekdeng Dihine Chosid Huse Shaisa Lifnim Mishurazadin. The Ramchal talks about, and Chazal tell us, that a Chosid is a person who does Lifnim Mishurazadin. He does more than is required. He goes beyond the letter of the law. The Din Mechayev Kaladam Lasas Kach Vakach. The Din Halacha requires a person to do such and such. Now, besides actually <coughs> performing or abiding by the din, by halacha, Hashem's Baruch has revealed to us what is his kavon ha'elyoyna, what does he want? Does he, what's his intention? Hashem, what's, what does Hashem want of us with mitzvahs? Like, what does Hashem have in mind, in his infinite mind? What's the purpose of the mitzvahs? What does Hashem want to see happen as a result of us doing these things? Tfilin, and Sitzis, and Shabbos, and Yantiv, and like, what, what, is, what is the result that Hashem is looking for? It's an interesting question. I mean, we do this stuff all the time. We should think about this. What does he want from all of this? What's the kavon ha'elyon? What is the result that Hashem would like to see, kivyachal, from our doing these things that he gave us to do? We see there's such a thing as a person who does whatever he's told to do. He does. He's on the program. He does all the stuff. But he's not, he doesn't understand. He's oblivious to the Kavana Ha'elyon, to the, to that great Kavana, that higher Kavana intention that God had with us doing this. Now we're coming up to, to, to this in the Torah in a few weeks. Of course, this, everybody's familiar with the Ramban in Parashat Kedoshim at the beginning. We have this strange mitzvah. It's called Kedoshim Tiyu. Hashem says you should be holy. And we usually just read that, Kedoshim Tiyu. Then we go, and we go right there, Kedoshim Tiyu. Say that. All the other mitzvahs in Torah are defined by a particular, a particular act. Do this, do that. Or to say certain things, say this and say that. What is Kedoshim to you? Now, this is a mystery. What does it mean? Hashem says to us, be holy. What's Kedusha? What does it mean, be holy? Now, you know the Ramban, of course, was a great Makubal. He's from the early Makubalim. And, and the Ramban says something that from the time that we all heard it, those who grew up in yeshiva, it was one of the earliest things that we learned when we were in yeshiva. It struck us as being strange, not because it doesn't make sense, but because it seems to be, it seems to be something which is not so essential to the way that we normally look at holiness as being something mysterious and great. What does Ramban say? Katar is here by Arayas of Macholam the Torah, the Ramban explains that the Torah tells us very clearly all the forbidden sexual relationships and the foods that we can't have, that's this parish Shemini, the things that we can't eat. The Torah spells out this stuff. The, 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 the do's and the don'ts. The Torah tells us. But of course the Torah allows us to have to have meat and wine as long as it's prepared according to Allah. Imkain, the Ramban says, 
A person is able to a person is able to live a life where he's indulging, where he's fressing when it comes to drinking wine and and eating meat. Everything is hundred percent kosher, right? So he's following the rules. He's not doing anything that's against the lacha. The, the wine is kosher and the meat is kosher. And he's also he's a, he's able to to speak about all different kinds of things that are not that are that are not uh, forbidden necessarily, but they're also not pure, not good things. Shluhuska is his It doesn't say in the Torah you can't talk about this. You can't. It says lashnarim but doesn't say he can't talk about. Uh, can't talk about his girlfriend. Doesn't say that. Vihine, the result is that even though this person is keeping everything according to halacha, he's not in violation of certainly anything of the Torah. But when you look at the guy, when you look at this guy, the mitzvah is yeh novel versus a Torah. Novel is a very harsh word. It's from the word novella. Not to even translate, I think you understand what it means. Because nowadays they would say is uh, a low life. It's a terrible word. I don't like it. But a novel is a novel. It's a novel. He's a low person. He, he, the restaurant that he that he frequents is in Borough Park. You understand? It's got Hebrew words written all over every single every single uh, menu. It's got Hebrew words all over the the door. This the maitre d has got has got a has got a stomach that goes out the door, and he's got paste that goes down to the floor. The mishgich has uh, the mishgich has a coat that, that that rubs against the floor. That's his favorite restaurant. This cow was shechted with the, you know, with the this it was shechted with the most kosher knife. The chalif was gewaldig. And everything was prepared, everything was salted, a thousand percent according to the Torah. And the wine, now you can get, you can get even in a restaurant like that in Barapak and get like a $250, $300 bottle of wine, which I have been taught this already, that's, that's already for Logistox, just a $200, $300 bottle of wine, it's nothing. Look, I don't have to describe any more of this, it's just post-Pesach, anybody that was at a program knows, somebody was just describing to me the... What they had an hour after the was over, what was going on there with the barbecue, an hour after the was over. And everything is, everything, you, oh, there maybe it's probably not kosher, but <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, hope that, let's hope that it's kosher. Maybe it's kosher, not kosher, Pesach, whatever. It's ready. But okay, let's, hopefully everything is kosher. But you could be the Ramban says, Kedusha, it's not. See, the Ramban's not defining Kedusha, that's what people get upset. Yeah, the Ramban such a big makubal, and we're waiting for to, we're waiting to hear from the Ramban a beautiful deep explanation. Rebbe, what is kedusha? Tell me what is holiness. And the Ramban doesn't say that. He just he just says I'm going to tell you what's not holy. If you want, no, so not, I, I, it could be that he's saying that that holiness itself is something which can't be defined. It can't be defined. The etzim, what is holiness? And the, but the Ramban is saying, but the, the Torah says kedusha too. The Torah is saying. Don't be a person that follows all the rules and regulations, but misses it. Just doesn't get it. You just don't get it. That's not what God had in mind. Now, those of you who have been listening to me ranting and raving about the programs, it's not because I don't forget that Jews should have uh, time to relax. I like the Jews to have a good time. But all that I've been saying the past few weeks is that that's not what God wanted. That's not what God had in mind when he, when he gave us the mitzvah of, of Pesach. And says, why shouldn't I be able to why shouldn't I be able to relax? That's not what God had in mind. He had in mind the cleaning and the kashri. That's what he had in mind. He had in mind a certain a certain purification, a refinement, a catharsis that takes place through that work. That's what he had in mind. So the Ramban is telling us is that not that this is what Kedusha is. 
but Kedusha means when a Jew is not only focused on what what to do and what not to do, but what's the Kavana El What does the Creator want? Like, what's his expectation? What's the Kavana El What did he want when he gave us Pesach? What did he want when he gave us the mitzvahs, the dinam of kashus, and brachas, and what did he want? What did he want? Did, did you? Do we really think that God wanted us to sit like that, fressing like that, with, with a five course meal and 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 having you know a rib steak that goes on to the next guy's plate? <laughs> like, uh, you know, have to bring you a special knife. You know, they bring you a special knife for that. This is not. Not a regular knife. It's a special knife. You're paying. You're paying fifty, sixty dollars. It's already also clinic guy. You get a special knife for this. And that there's a place in Queens that, that someone told me that that there, there's a that they, that it's a glacosha place where they, you open your mouth and they throw food into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, they throw food into your mouth. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know the name of it, but there's a they they there's like a thing. There's a the chef stands there and he cuts things and. And you open your mouth and he throws things into your mouth. Like, like it sounds like it, like in a we used to see movies like in ancient Rome or something. You know? Glock kosher. It, it's not the kavana ha'elyana. That's not what the Baruch Hashem had in mind. So he said, "What do you know? God has it." people say, "What do you mean he didn't have?" Ah, and you have these discussions already that you can't talk to this person. It's not the kavana ha'elyana. It's not the picture that the Baruch Shalom drew in his, in his Chumash, you know what I mean? It's not the picture. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was the picture, you understand? That was the picture. Rabbi Shalom Zaman Arbach, the Baba Rebbe. Those were pictures like Hashem had in his Chumash. <laughs> he didn't have the picture of the guy sitting there, post, post Yontif, an hour after Yontif, standing 15 people online. He didn't have it in his, in his Chumash. Not the Kavan Halayana. It's called the novel Bushes Atara. Tamban uses very harsh words. He says you can keep all the halachas and you can still be a low life with God's permission. Meaning with Bushes Atara. You didn't do anything against Allah. What did I do that's wrong? What did I? I did nothing against Allah. Is there anything against Allah going to a hotel? As long as the food is kosher, what's against Allah? Is there anything against Allah sitting here and eating? You know my fifth, sixth course of food, and and, and uh, is there anything against halach? Against halach. But the outcome of your life is that it's not it's not what God had in mind. We're not talking here about Ganeid and Gehenna. We're talking about Kavana Hel So the person's going to have a time. Why would I end up going to Gehenna if everything I ate was kosher? For that, I go to hell because I had kosher food. That's all we're talking about. And then when you when you learn this Ramban with people, they they get touchy about it and they start to go into that into that zone. God is against Gashmias. We already learned that Chesidus is not against a person eating and, and living. But Chesidus is Chesidus is trying to answer that question. What does God want? And Akadoshim to you is the root of that in the term. The Sturban explains, therefore the Torah comes, after telling us this is what's not allowed, this is the stuff that's not allowed. You know, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. Like in this week's parasha, you can't and then and then you have Akhri Mais no, which, uh, so this week's about eating food, and then we have all the dinam of Arayas, the people that you're not allowed to marry and live with, and so on. And after all of that stuff, then the Torah just comes out with this, like the Torah just drops this bomb. Say so after the parashiyas of of Shmini and Achrayimos, which is the what you can't eat and who you can't marry and all that stuff, then the Torah just hits you with this, and Hashem says, gather all the Jews together. Call Adasir and tell them, Kedoshim to you. So you can imagine like being there, because it says, Rashi says that everybody had to come to that, right? To that speech. Kedoshim to you. And like you can imagine like all the Jews look, looking at each other and saying, What's that? What's that? 
we just got finished with the whole all the shiurim on, and we took all these notes, and and we uh, we cashed the kitchen. You know, we got rid of all the. And we, we we sent out the people we can't we can't live with, and now like what does he want from us now? What does that mean, kedushin to you? What are you talking about, kedushin to you? And you can almost hear Kash Baruch saying to us in response, Kindlech, do you understand what I'm telling you? Do you understand what I want? What do you think? I just have this. I have some pleasure, you know, that I have some pleasure having you run like there at the fifty thousand restaurants in Manhattan. I have some pleasure. You only going to a thousand of them. Used to be one or two now. So I guess you think that's like I have this pleasure having you like look up on your on your app for the nearest black kosher restaurant. Like God, that's why God has nothing better to do than make you run around the city. That's what he like. That's what he likes to do. Or you have to, you know, if you want to go, also as part of your Novel Bush Satara program, you you know, you want to go to to North Korea or something for for a tiul to see what's going on over there. So you, you, you so you have to also find out in advance where's the only Chabad guy. Some 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 guy lives in the mountains somewhere in a cave in, in North Korea, so you can go there for Shabbos. So God says, "This is fun. This is fun. I got I got this whole." group of people running around looking for Chabad houses. Like, that's what God does in his spare time. So you can hear like a Baruch was saying, like the Jews are wondering, well, what does that mean? Like, what do you want of us, Kedoshim, to you? Like, what are you telling us? We, we understand. We can't eat this. We can't marry that person. We, uh, okay. We can't do that. You have to wait till the wife goes to the mikvah. Okay. Like a so then, so what do you mean by Kedoshim to you? Isn't, isn't that Kedoshim? If we do everything you tell us, and we stay away from the bad stuff, so doesn't that mean that the result is that we're holy? And the man says, no. Laftavka. Laftavka. The, 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 those are the maftechas, those are the keys to holiness. Those are prerequisites, those are guideposts, of course, those are meant to help us to clear away like bad stuff and to keep us in line. But the Baruch Shalom is saying there's something that's called the Kavana Helioina. The Starban is saying, Kedoshim to you. Shaniyaprushim and Hamutaras. Means the Ramban says, and this is what we heard when we were kids, and it, and it, and it was hard to hear. It means there are things the Ramban is saying, there are things that are permitted. You don't have to do them. That's where you find Kedusha. Just because something is allowed doesn't make you into a Kaddish. There are things that are permitted that you should watch out for also. So again, imagine the Jews at that Shia. The Bernstein gives this Shia. Moshe says, and Moshe explains, the Ramban explains, it means Prushim, Min Hamudalach, to be. Even if something's permitted, doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's right for you. So, could you imagine how we felt when we heard that? Like, I can't believe it. I mean, so now, just try this. Is like in any high school, right? So now, what you're saying what you're saying is <laughs> that even the stuff that I'm allowed to do, I shouldn't do. Is that what you're saying? What are you talking about? Like, how much? And if it's allowed, why can't I? All my friends do. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? There was a conversation that I had. Erev Yontif. Erev Yontif Achen. Erev Shri Shopesa. With the Bacher. Who's not from here. But his parents are all students of mine. And and the Bacher goes to a very wonderful yeshiva. He's in high school. <coughs> and he has a couple of friends from his community where they live. That they had this. Uh, they bought very expensive tickets to go to a to go to a uh, a concert that was taking place that took place last night somewhere in Connecticut. And I don't know the name of the group, but the father told me that 
it's a group that's particularly the type of music that engenders a lot of other things that come with it and you know not nice behavior at the concert and a lot of, a lot of smoking and pot and stuff and so on and uh, these friends were looking forward to this for a couple of months even though if the yeshiva would find out not yeshiva they'd probably get thrown out but they had it all worked out and you know they're going to go to this and it was it's like a hundred dollars a ticket or something I don't know and um and the father was besides himself about the kid going. And and I asked if I could speak to the boy. And I spoke to him for a long time. Every spiritual person I spoke to him. And he was asking me, but Rabbi, what's so, what's so bad about it? I'm not going to smoke and I'm not going to... I, I, I just, I just like, I like this music. And and um, and I'm not gonna do anything bad. And uh, we never get to go anywhere. And I just you know we and we already have the tickets. And then, and then and then he said my friends are gonna think like I'm the biggest you know loser and to be upset with me and I'm supposed to drive. It's a whole you know that whole thing. So I spoke to him about about this. And I said that you're a person that. You're a person that wants something better than that from your life. I said, I'm not saying that it's the biggest of error. I'm not saying that you can go get him for for going to a concert like that. But it's not what it's not what the Bunchum had in mind for you and your parents, your grandparents. And um and we were talking about it and he said he said, uh, Okay, uh, I'm gonna think about it. So uh, I have a I have a text from his mother that I got last night, that he's saying that he'll be proud of him. He he didn't go, and his friends came after him, Mamish they came after him, and he said that I he said I, I, I promised my Rebbe, and I'm not doing it. It's not the right thing for me. I'm shining with kedusha. That's kedusha to you. Kedusha, a musik of Kedusha that could that could potentially have a big impact on his life. Such a decision, trying to find a connection to the Kavana Heliyana, to what God had in mind, and to try to convey that to a, a bacher nowadays, tired, tired children. That's what we're talking about on Sundays. To, to get that across, there's something bigger that God had in mind and greater that God had in mind for you and you could do it and you could do it Bishas Maish it's hard it hurts but you could do it V'yeish lo'odam b'chir al-kach Rebattel says of course a person has b'chir has free choice O'chagarin v'mitzvah s'limitatar So, a great example of this is the mitzvah of Limanat Torah, of learning, learning Torah. Dama Chazal, Zochen Asas Leisam Chaim, Loi Zochen Asas Leisam Misa. So the Gemara says, if a person is Zoycha, then his learning of Torah becomes uh, like a drug that gives life. Loi Zochen, the same Torah could be a Sam Misa, the the same Torah that he learns could bring him to something which is not positive, could bring him even to something which is negative. Now, how could that be? The Torah, the Torah is, is holy. So like, what happened to this person? Why is it that for some people, learning brings you higher, and other people, it either doesn't do anything for you to change your life, or it could even, it could be a Samisa. So Matl says, Hare Lan, you see here, you could have two people. Officially, both of these people are Mekayim the Mitzvah. They are 
fulfilling the obligation of Talmud Torah, of their learning. The difference is that one of them is learning according to the higher will of Hashem of what God had in mind happens to a Jew when he learns Torah. Of what, of what a Jew should have in mind when he's learning Torah. And for that person, the Torah became something that gives him life. It changes his life. It makes him to a higher person, to a greater person. The other person is learned, could be learning. In a very extreme example, the Chazal talk about somebody that's learning because he likes to slug other people up, you know, to be able to have, to prove certain things or to make certain points, not for the sake of getting closer to God. And they're both learning the same Gemara. They're both learning the same thing. And this guy could be, he's like he's a masmid. Puts a lot of time. But his intention in learning is not Dveikas Bashem. Or it's not even just, I hope one day to have Dveikas Bashem, like most people are. You know, his, inten- his intention is to, is to make trouble. Or his whole intention is, you know, this way, if I, I guess maybe I'll get a Shidduch or something. Which is not as bad as making trouble, but it's not. It's not the kavanah elyana. It's not. It's not what Hashem had in mind. Now, officially, he 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 punched in to the base of he, You know, he, he's learning. He went and he opened his, his safe and he learned. For such a person who's learning for negative reasons, which there aren't so many people like that, but such a Mitzvah the Chazal talk about. For that person, the Torah becomes something which is Samamavis. It's it's, uh, it's poison. What? The concept of low lishma, low lishma. So that's you do okay, it. But, 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 but we're not talking about a person. We're talking about, but he's not doing it. The, the Gemara there is talking about a person who's not doing it just shalay lishma. He's doing it connected against shalay lishma. I mentioned a minute ago that that hope, most people hopefully over time they're not learning it because they're against anything. It's just that they might not be into it, and they hope that over time it'll be lishma. But he's saying by having this kavana in mind, and it'll make it much more. This effective. is a, this is right. But this now we're talking about the Gemara's talking about a negative kavana. But you understand. Uh, I don't want to get into diukim, you know, into p- kashes. The kavana aliyana to learn with what God had in mind. That's what Ramatul's talking about. We all understand that. Whatever it is l'shmar shlosh, I'm not getting into that. It, it's without the kavana aliyana. So it's very extreme that, it, that the Torah itself becomes like poison. That's a very extreme situation when someone's really learning like for. Bad, bad reason, like something negative. That's not a sum of us. So we hope that it will be eventually it'll be good. Okay, I had a, there was a bacha that came to speak to me last night. We were talking. He's going back to Israel, and uh, so it's, it's really time for maybe to start getting uh, school and work. And it's a question of his parents. These in young, very, very common young. So. And I, so I asked him the first thing of course I asked him I said why do you want to go back for the third year to yeshiva he's a very beautiful boy what, why do you want to go back to the third year so he says that he feels that he hasn't honed his skills enough in learning which is a it's a very good and it's important too but I I, I there's a book that has hasagas of chesidus and I said to him that's not the tachas of, of going back to hone your skills. I said, you could, you could do that in physics and chemistry also. It's not why we learn Torah. To hone your skills. Of course we need to do that. And the more we learn, the more skilled we become at it. I said, but you have to be careful. It's an able nakuda. Not everybody can understand it, but I felt this boy can. He, he, he did. He said, I'm talking about honing your skills. 
So then, you can do that. You can you, know, you can go bowling three times a week for that too. You knock down more pins. You know, if you go three times a week, you'll knock down more pins. It's not about that. It's about being dovik Hashem is by opening up a safe and right now in this moment, I'm I'm, I'm learning. What's the cover on Haliyayna? Could be that a Jew is keeping all of the mitzvahs, but he doesn't get it. And he's not making them, the higher will of what God had in mind, what it, what it says in you know, the picture in God's book, in the Chumash, like what Hashem's Baruch wanted. So there are a few of these mitzvahs that are not clearly defined, but that, but that are talking about something higher. Not do this or don't do that, but like the bigger picture. This is really nowadays. This is this is what's hard to find. The bigger, the bigger picture. It's very a lot of people work Hashem with the do's and don'ts, but the bigger picture. I'm going to miss this condition to you. The parish from now. The best example, of course, is what we just learned. Condition to you, according to the explanation of the Ramban. A person who's a novel, who is this lower person, while being a, what they call a halachic Jew, he keeps halacha, but, but he's missing the point. But we see from here, in particular from Galatians to you, that it's possible for a person to be mekayim as kol atar v'amitzus, all of Yiddishkeit. V'dayin yehe begedah no v'shus atar. And as far as where you're holding, as they say, you're a novel v'shus atar. You are a, a lower person, <coughs> but you are a halachic person. It's v'shus atar. The food that you're eating is kosher. You're married to your wife according to halachic. But the life that you have with her is a life that's not that's not elevated. It's not what God had in mind. Yeah, she's permitted to. You went on the chuppah. The rabbi said all the right words, and, uh, and, uh, and you did. You made a couple of circles, and you and you went home. But it's not. And and she goes to the mikveh. But the life that you have with each other is not a life that God had in mind for a husband and wife, a Jewish husband and wife. The way that you conduct it yourselves privately and the way you talk to each other it's not what Hashem had in mind it's not Kedusha the house is not a house of Kedusha it's something which is not uh, you can't uh, always explain exactly when did this happen, how did this happen when did they become unhinged from Kedusha The other side, next page, the other side of the page. The other side of the page. This is what the Ramchal is talking about. is talking more in a negative way, but the Ramchal is talking in a positive way. The chassid is a person who goes beyond what's required. Lift the mishur sadin. Usually, it's referring to ben al machaveru and yonim mishpat and so on. But lift the mishur sadin. The chassid who is a shayimid al kavanah al yonish b'tayra misses. Chassid is a person 
who's oymed ala kavana ha'al yonish of a terhumit, he's a person who gets it. He's a person who always tries to understand what did the Rabbani Shalom want when he gave this mitzvah? What, what's his intention? What's his kavan helayayna? Now, I'm not talking about, even though the Ramatul mentions it in a minute or two, the tam ha-mitzvah, tam ha-mitzvah, what's the reason for this mitzvah? That's not the main point. Like, what's the, what is the, like, like with marriage, what did, what did the Baruch Hu have in mind when he told us, Vedavak Bishto, he says, I want you to get married. What, what did the Rebbe have in mind? Do you think that he had in mind for the for the two of you to be lying there at night, you know, watching some stupid movie, ch- chomping on some popcorn? Again, is that the biggest Avera? I'm not talking now about Averas and Mrs. Averas. What's the Kavan Ha'elyayna? Chassid is a person who wants to know the Kavan Ha'elyayna. Cares about that wants to know how to live that way. Not to go crazy, but how to live according to my ability right now, Tavshin Ein Zayin, my life. Like, how do I make it closer to what the Baruch Shalom had in mind when he gave us this stuff? The Chassidus <coughs> And to the degree that he understands through his learning of the Svarim and so on, he understands <coughs> what's the Kavan Halayana. He's able to add, to enrich his observance of that mitzvah. The same thing, it, it can't be that when it comes to the mitzvah of davening, it can't be that the Baruch had in mind the Jews should the Jews should just gather together three times a day and and to just exercise their lips their mouths it, it can't be such a thing it can't be that the, the, the Hashem's Baruch would, would, would want people to just like like robots to just mumble and repeat words without anything like that can't be the Kavan It can't be. It can't be that God wanted us to do such a thing. That God just has this thing that I got to say, that every single morning I have to say, you know, whatever, 7,226 words. I can do that, well, I can do that while I'm, while I'm uh, checking my emails. I could do that without thinking for a second what I'm saying. It, it didn't, it doesn't, it's not something that God would do. You, you, you understand that. Like, why would He want us to do that? Why would the Rebbe want us to walk around like uh, He doesn't forgive us that we can stay in bed next to an extra uh, forty-five minutes or something, or in some cases next to fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, whatever. That, that He wants you. No, I want you to get up. I want you to get in the car. I want you to go someplace and look for parking space a couple blocks away. Whatever it is, if you're in Flappers or Bar Park, there, who knows how to find the spot? And I want you to, and I want you to, I want you to go, and I want you to go into that building, and I want you to mumble for the next half hour. Totally meaningless things that you, you don't think twice about. And then to feel like you accomplished something, and you're ready to go out and conquer the world. Wait, the Bereshit has such a thing for us. What's the tachas of that? So then that's why some people feel like, so, listen, since I'm mumbling anyway, I just might as well mumble a little bit at home. I gotta get in the car to go mumble. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta look for a parking space to mumble. Really, I'll mumble at home. And then at some point, it's like, I have to mumble at home. I have to mumble. I'm just mumbling. That's already a thinking person, a more sensitive person. But the Bereshit didn't have in mind such a thing. It's not the Kavanah He's davening, of course. It's a chosher thing. Say all the words, and then you hear all the speeches about you know how every word it's unbelievable what every word. You know it's true. The words are gewaldic. But is that what Hashem's book had in mind? That that he should make something out of your words. 
And for that, we have to go running around looking for a shul. Also, same thing, you go on a, you go on a trip, you have to find some shul someplace. To do what? The, 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 the 100,000th ashray of your life. You're, you're honing your davening skills. For what? And to drag around to come tonight, people are tired after a whole week of work to come to hear somebody come up with some new idea of what I could put to Lachadaydi, some new tune. So this is what the Barnishlam has for us. A chassid is a person who wants to understand the Kavana Helyayana. What do you want? I know it sounds very, very basic, but I think we need to talk about it. And that's what that's what Chassidus is. That's the Yisod of Chassidus. If that woman, all the fancy stuff about Yichud, Yilad, and Tata, Hayat, things. And I've shown us to me that everything is God. What is the Ba'an Shalom? What's the Kavan HaLayayna? What's the Kavan HaLayayna? What does Hashem's Baruch have in mind? When a person wants to know the Kavan HaLayayna, he wants to live like that, and he thinks about his davening, and, and what, could he, what could he work on in davening, and, how could he help him? How could he help concentrate himself? Concentrate more, and, and he tries to learn in this form. What's the what's the time? What's the convenience of davening? Like what's the what, what does that do? What's the point of davening, and so on? And that's really what what the the, 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 the I've said over a thousand times over the years when the Badishim, this is like became. He, he, he sent out a notice that everybody has to come together to shul that day at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and everybody closed their stores, they didn't know what was going on. And the whole the whole Badichev comes to the shul and they, were, and they didn't know what's happening, it's like a regular Tuesday or something. And, and in the middle of the day, the Badichev was standing there on the beamer with his towels over his head and he just said one thing, right? He said, he said, don't forget that there's a, that there's a Rabbani Shlomo. That was all. And he walked away. All those Jews were observant Jews. They're all, they're all halachic Jews. Badichev of those years, 1800, everybody was keeping halach. So we said, we said, Jews, don't forget there's a God. What's the cover on Haliyah? You're waving your chicken around your head. So, really. <coughs> the Bajram has nothing better to do for You should grab a chicken and start waving it around your head. You can understand how to the world, to other people outside, that looks like something, looks like something which is bizarre and cruel. The Bajram has such an Indian. That 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 uh, Jews are running after chickens to shake around chicken, or, or or the lulav to take a couple of uh, things branches. Then once I was in a shtibel in Farakwe years ago, and and uh, and it was and it was the hoshanis going after the hoshanis, and there's this guy behind the other guy and he's taking the lulav and he's tickling the ear of the guy in front of him. <laughs> he's tickling his ear. I see this guy sometimes. He has gray hair now. I don't know if he's still doing that. I didn't ask him. Like tickling the ear. Don't get any ideas. Even like a little thing over there. And laughing and laughing. And there's an old verbi that was in front that was leading the sanis, and they're pushing the old verbi to go faster. Like he's. That's what it is. They're pushing the old, the old man is like getting like from behind. This guy's tickling the guy and they're pushing him. This, this is what, like, the Bushel has is making circles in it. This guy's ticking this guy, this guy's pushing an old rabbi. That's what God had in mind when he gave it. That's what, like, he really wants people to make circles around the beamer like that. And then afterwards, the guy, after he's finished tickling, he puts his little down, he did what he had to do. He made his seven, he did it, he did it, he did it. He did the seven circles. He's a happy guy, goes home, tells his wife to make him something. It's a long day of Shanarabi, has to have some crepla or something, you know. He did he did what he was supposed to do. He did the seven circles. Hmm? That's that's the Kavan Eliyahu. 
Because the Baruch Shalom gave us such a thing to do in the world. That's why he created us, to go driving around with, with, uh, with palm trees. <laughs> but the one who this chosid that he's talking about, he wants to give nachasvuach to Hashem, and he's trying to understand the kavan elyon, and that brings him to adding and to enhancing and to to doing things that will make him feel <coughs> more connected to that kavan elyon. Everything within Allah, of course. Especially ben alma chaveyo, lift said to go above and beyond what's required in order that he's able to have I mean doing what's required in that you could have the feelings as well and you could connect to the Kavanaliyana. But a person can live in a, a person can live in a in, in four bare walls in a tiny little apartment on a straw mattress. That's how our grandparents and great grandparents lived. But the Kavanaliyana that you have in your life is to have a nicer life than that. We do better for ourselves when it comes to Kaddish Baruch Hu. What's the Kavan That's the question of the Chassid. I will continue with Shemesh.